It's Room Prime for October 3rd, 2021. Here, back with you with another show. And uh, two things, apologies if this is a little late. Supposed to originally come out Thursday, Friday, but uh, uh, duty calls at my uh, RL job. So this had to be pushed back a bit, but... It feels like with everything that's going on, I'm glad that I, glad I was able to, you know, you know, I'm, I should say I'm glad that this was pushed back. It's just like so much news is going on, and there's so much to keep track of. But um, you know, we're here, and I just want to get into the the plugs. So remember to follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Ruben Prime underscore three, uh, twitch.com slash Ruben Prime TV, website RubenPrimeTV.com. And remember, this podcast is available on all major digital platforms. So Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Red Circle, Stitcher, et cetera, and et cetera. We are available on all major digital platforms, and I thank you for downloading this episode once it becomes available. And, of course, give a shout-out. i got to give a shout-out to Drew Yari of The Drew Yari Show. Uh, me and him did a Patreon-exclusive show, Worst of the Worst, where we talked about uh, Wokebusters. The 2016 remake of Ghostbusters were all female cast, and we just, you know, explained and went down that rabbit hole that, you know, at least I love going down. And it was a good, uh, you know, good conversation. And for five bucks, for five bucks a month, you can get access not only to uh, his uh, regular podcast, The Juyari Show Uncut, but also Patreon exclusive shows. Such as the worst of the worst and many others, because it's not just me on there. But I had to plug because I was on there. And uh, by the way, congrats to Juriari. He hit a milestone: two hundred episodes of his his main show, the Juriari Show. And proud of him. I already, you know, sung my praises on how proud I am of him because I do consider him a friend. And got to support those that you're friends with when they're doing good. So, shout-outs to him. Uh, also, I'm going to give a shout-outs to uh, Rome himself. Uh, he's been doing it big in the KOF scene and the, let's just say, the SNK scene, but primarily the 
King of Fighters, and that is a uh, fighting game. And KOF 15 is coming out, and he's been a big uh, supporter and promoter uh, doing his thing in uh, the tournament scene and the fighting game community. And, you know, I'm proud of him of that. So, again, shout outs to him. He's definitely, you know, getting up there. And, um, you know, again, I'm proud. So, definitely get shout outs where they are deserved. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to uh, Fillmore Boys, the Fillmore Boys podcast. Give a shout out to them uh, for Cassius and Amari. Give a shout out to those boys from Fillmore, Brooklyn to be exact. And they're doing their thing in the podcasting world and merch. They got some dope merch. Seeing that, once, you know, seeing that makes me want to up my game and my merch. But of course, Gotta bring up this platform But you know They got a lot of scenes They got a lot of uh, catchphrases And that sells You put something on, put something that's catchy On a, on a t-shirt, on a hoodie On a hat, anything like that It'll sell So definitely give a shout out To them and you know They have a real entrepreneurial spirit So that being said Let's go into the show all right, so a uh, little monologue time. Up, oh, but the, don't leave yet. <laughs> it's uh, just compounding a lot of things I've been thinking about, and a lot of things I've been discussing with uh, you know, a fellow coworker, and you know who you are. Um, something I was thinking about is uh, fear. And being afraid of shining too bright. And that's something that over the beginning of the weekend, because uh, Friday was my Monday, unfortunately. So while people were out chilling and, you know, just wrapping up the work week, going out, partying, I uh, was starting my work week, you know. But. Again, it is what it is, but it was a good opportunity to have this conversation. And just when you have someone that's in that safe wavelength that can understand you and can just see where you're coming from, have that point of view, it's really just amazing how you kind of take a step back and say, wow, like, Maybe the reason why I am where I am, like we we tend to hold ourselves back because we don't want people to, you know, we don't want people to to see us shine because you're afraid of you know the of the the aftermath, and of course, we in a lot of cases are our, our own worst enemy. We we know we have it within us to to shine bright and do what we gotta do, but due to us, you know, ourselves just holding ourselves back and just you know playing it safe. Or you you know you like you know for example playing Uno, you know you got the you got the heat. You know you can just just make your opponent draw a bunch of cards, but you decide no, let me just just you know play it safe. 
And I tend to, you know, be in that because they believe me. People will know that I have six ways from Sunday to defeat my opponent. But instead of doing it, instead of being harsh, instead of being that asshole, instead of being that, you know, that motherfucker, I tend to hold myself back. And it's because maybe the reason why we hold ourselves back, you know, for the most part, I can speak for myself, but I know for sure a lot of people have been thinking about this. And it's something that me and my coworker was talking about. And, you know, what if we we know what we're capable of? And because of that, we don't want to just go off. Like, we don't want to, as uh, Tom Cruise will say in Tropic Thunder, uh, scorched earth <laughs> You know we, we don't want to Just shine so bright that we just Scorch the earth You know friendly fire as they say And It's got me thinking like yeah Like I Like I tend to hold myself back There's a lot of things that I know I'm capable Of doing but due to Me not wanting to shine bright Me not wanting To In a way I don't care what people think, but at the same time, you do hold yourself back because you don't want you. While you don't care what people think about you, at the same time, you, you do kind of. It's like a little bit like, oh, man, like I don't want to show people up because, you know, a, a lot of people can't handle. You know, someone showing off skills and, and being too smart, especially nowadays. You you try to be articulate and, and intelligent and just carry yourself well and people see that as and I can attest to this back in the day when I was young like you will talk properly you articulate your words well you don't you don't use any slang you know and people will call you white people will call you oh well you're a geek, a nerd, what have you, like, you know, you're not street enough, you're not black enough, you're not hood enough. And just going back to that, like, we still deal with that as we get older. It's just, it manifests. When we're young, it's just about, well, you talk too proper. You don't, you know, you're not hood enough. When you get older, it's, it's oh, well, oh, you know too much or you, you do that thing that you're good at and people see that they hate it's like you don't gotta hate anyone everyone they're capable of doing so much good so instead of hating another person why not you try to get at their level like when i see friends like and i just shout out them out people i know since since grade school or people that I've known the last decade or in the last five years, I still, I shot them out. I see them doing well and I want to congratulate them because I know that me being in their corner and the fact that I supported them, they support me. It's a mutual thing because eventually it will be my turn. And when it's my turn, you know, I want that, you know, that same, you know, support because you support People that support you. And I see nowadays just people hating. They hate the fact that people 
are talented or they carry themselves well, they have potential. And some people see that and to not make those people feel bad, they go about just dumbing themselves down, you know, just to fit in when like, fuck that. As you know, my coworker told me, shine, you got to shine. You got to just bring it out. It's within you. And you got to, like, it's that, that switch that you need to do. You need to flip so you can show them what you're made of. And you know, that things that people tell me positive, negative, it resonates with me and it stays with me because words are powerful. You know, words are powerful and it's something profound as that will stick to you. You know, like uh, like honey and a bear. It will stick to you. And hey, it may be sweet or maybe bitter, but it will stick to you. And, you know, sometimes it may be you know, just delicious. You can't help but to consume it, or it may have a bitter at the taste, but it'll make you feel better. So just thinking about that, just, you know, put that whole thing into perspective. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, like actually, like I'm afraid because there's instances where I can be an asshole. And nowadays, especially if you're a male, you're told that being, quote unquote, you know, a male and that's, you know, showing off masculinity and that that's, oh, that's toxic. And that also was brought up in the conversation with my coworker. And he said, well, maybe you should be a bit toxic, meaning just, again, going back, shine, nothing wrong with shining. And... You know, just like you, you can flip the switch on, you can switch it off too. So there's nothing wrong with with being quote unquote, you know, as they say, oh, you're a toxic male. Nothing wrong with being a male. There's nothing being wrong showing off your masculinity, and that doesn't mean, you know, swinging your dick around, being a womanizer. I mean, do what you want, but I feel like being a male is. Being able to control your emotions, being able to basically make those tough decisions, be able to understand how, why you made those decisions, and having to deal with the responsibility of said decisions. And whenever you mess up, say, hey, listen, I fucked up. Apologize. Let's fix it. Let's do this right. And it is something that, like, I take pride of. I take, I try to exhibit those characteristics because, hey, no one's going to take accountability. You got to take accountability, you know. So I feel like that's what, you know, I feel like showing off that that's real masculinity. Just... Being able to make decisions, make those tough decisions at the drop of a drop of a dime, drop of a hat, which were, however the saying goes. But that's that's how I feel enabled. And of course, you know, being fit, active, you know, being a, a father, you know, showing having that strong male influence on, on your 
you know, and your kids that that's that's masculinity right there. You gotta have gotta have a little bit of testosterone. There's there's too much soy, too much estrogen going around, especially with all the soy products. It's like you you look at things you look at a lot of things and it's just nothing but soy or some soy bright product and you wonder why you see people walking around with you know guts you wonder why that you can just tell just look at a dude and one thing that we do in New York City you know while wearing you know public transportation we observe we look we're aware of our surroundings and we can see a lot of people that are just very they just have low testosterone their, their T levels are really low and that's that's because of all the soy and those are the same people that will call masculinity toxic and then these are the ones that become you know the the quote unquote uh, computer science majors and listen I'm, I love computers you know I, if I could if I have the money I can build a whole bunch of them but with graphics cards you know how you know how much they cost right now and how scarce a lot of parts are can't do that but I do have passion for technology and computers and I always notice especially with, with a lot of these uh, you know computer you know the, the field and, and computers IT computer science there's just a lot of there's a lot of males that just you can see you can tell that they just have low testosterone they they just haven't hit the gym they haven't done a push up and to me it, it's it's like wow like you can still love the things you love if it's you know tech if it's you know anime things like that you can still love those things and just be fit have a high testosterone level nothing wrong with that you can you can like both but it's just been designed that way it's it's been uh taught that you know going to the gym and being fit being active is is toxic and being a beta, being a simp, being a being a cuck, being a soy boy is cool. And girls can tell you, oh, we want we want a guy that can can uh, talk, you know, can that are all about their feelings and be in touch with their feminine side. But in reality, they want some dude just. Plowing their shit out of them. They want some some six foot, you know, six foot or taller guy that's swole that has a, a, a baby arm and just ramming and getting rammed by by this said dude with a baby arm. That's just facts. So they tell you one thing, they they say another. That's why also um, guys that listen to this don't take advice from females. Do not take dating advice from a female. You know, it's just bad. 
that, that with that being said, um, that is my TED talk. That is my my monologue. But it's just things I, I, I've been thinking about. And God, especially now more than ever, watch what you eat. Uh, eat less soy. Uh, if you're going to consume calories, make sure that you're burning that off. You know, even if you your work schedule is different, if you have school, there's always ways to improve on your diet. You know, and just stop eating all the soy. You know, get, you know, get some some pills that can help you know boost your, your testosterone you know eat a bit of meat even if you're a vegan or vegetarian there's a lot of things that have protein you know don't be eating soy just because it's it's just because it's it's vegan or just because it's it's uh you know just all, all these these buzzwords doesn't mean that it's good for you because all that soy is no good like I'm seeing dude with, with 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 tits, you know. That that's that's just I'm seeing. And I was like, damn. And I had to watch what I eat too because, like, now in the past like six months, I've been looking at all the stuff that that I consume. A lot of it has soy, and since then, I cut back on a lot of those things. So I'm just talking. I'm a dude talking from experience. You know, that being said, let's get on with today's news at hand. Okay, so we got, uh, ironically, NBA. We got the NBA on, you know, on the news today. Uh, Also, we got inflation, 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 inflation. Excuse me. We also have New York City and the fact that who would have thought having these vaccine mandates, these vaccine passports uh, in in order to have entry into establishments? Well, who would have thought that will bring down that, that will lower down revenue? To these places Because of course people Don't want to be forced into this People do not want to be Given an ultimatum A lot of times people just want to be They just A lot of times they just want to They will do it on their own But I keep saying this time and time again It's not about your health and safety It's never been about Curving this Because if there was another time, we'll just go. Life will go on. But the fact that they this response has been engineered, the fact that they they just pushing and so blatantly, and you look at you look at Australia and you see how how things are going there. They're still on lockdown, and there's more cases. There's more hospitalizations. I mean, there's more hospitalizations because people are just getting their face bashed in. For not wearing a mask, but also everyone vaccinated there. There's just a bunch of COVID cases, you know. So you think about that. So, you know, over here, I pray that it doesn't get like that, like it did in, uh, like it's going on, I should say, in Australia. But I'm really, really worried. And also, speaking of 
because uh, again, I'm I'm tired of you know I, I try, but it's like this news is just getting ridiculous. Uh, in California, uh, Gavin Gruesome—I mean, excuse me—Newsome. Uh, he is. Let's see. Let's go. We can. Let's. We can just segue. We can talk about this. Let's see. Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving, an NBA champion and seven-time All-Star, has become the favorite. Why is that playing? I'm gonna. That okay, apologize about that. Let's see. Uh, NBC 7 NY. They in California, even though this is a you know California issue, like it's 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 fucking crazy. I'm just gonna say that so. So California require to require COVID-19 vaccines for children to attend public and private schools. Uh, San Francisco, uh, California will become the first U.S. state to require COVID-19 vaccinations for children to attend public and private schools in person with uh, in a mandate that could affect millions of students. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom on Friday announced that the coronavirus shot will be added to the 10 other immunizations already required for, for school kids, including those for measles and mumps. Exemptions will be granted for medical reasons or because of religious or personal uh, beliefs, but the exemption rules have not been written yet pending public comment. And of course, of course, like they, they say, oh, you know, nah, you still be able to, but for how long that's going to last Because there's people who are getting exempt And there's people who have actual medical Reason that they can't take This or any other vaccine But you know talking about The COVID shot And They say never mind There's people who There's women who Who are told not to take this If you want to have children If you want to start a family And Again, this is not about your health. It's not about your safety. About your well-being is about control. That's all they're doing. And and I always say this: someone is offering you something free, and they they just put it in your face, and they're telling you all these things. Oh, it's free, safe, and effective. If if people wanted to take it, they will take it. But when you are mandating these things, when you're forcing people, when you're telling people, do this or else. And now you have your now they're telling, oh, now your children's got to take it. And Pfizer is trying to get the FDA to approve this for children two years old. And of course, you're going to have a lot of cases of COVID because COVID People who are vaccinated are spreading this. And it's funny that when some of these states started to open up, that the cases were low. Like, oh my God, like and, and you heard all all the all the pundits, you know, all the media pundits, all the morning news channels, all the all the all these late night shows, you know, like 
you know, also like, you know, shows like The View and and all these other garbage publications that were saying like oh like they're they're trying to open up like they're 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 putting people at risk and then when cases then go up they're practically the same early this year when when things were opening up for the spring and summer they were saying oh well we thought that because they wanted to open up you know florida texas you know mississippi few other countries excuse me for the states that that opened up ahead they were like oh wow like we we expected more cases and these people wanted more cases they wanted more more hospitalizations they wanted more deaths because the media doesn't run on good news they don't run on good news and also when i was listening to to a YouTuber um, by the name uh, Eric July, aka Young Ripper Five Nine, he was talking about this: the California vaccination mandate for for kids. I was just like, "Wow!" Like, like I one hundred, one hundred, one percent agree with him and just the fact that just is getting worse one thing he mentioned that this is progressively and it, you know no pun intended is getting progressively worse and i've been saying this that first it was oh 15 days to, to slow the spread then it became two months three months four months six months a year then it's like, oh, well, I will never take the shot, especially if it has Donald Trump's uh, name on it. And then a few years back, health, you know, uh, health care is is a universal thing. Everyone should have access to health care. Now it's all oh, you don't get the vaccine. You don't deserve to have access to health care. And it's like these people will literally talk from two sides of their mouth. When Trump was in office, oh, hell no. I ain't taking this. We got to know if it's safe. There's no way I'm going to take this. Really? Yeah, there were people saying, oh, there's no way in hell I'm going to take this. Now, with Donald Trump's fingerprints on it, like we got to do research. We got to come back with the data that's to be testing clinical trials. And then as soon as they got the orange man out of office, immediately they started passing, especially in, in one of these bills that had. Uh, $10 billion allocated for, you know, for COVID-19, for vaccines. And now you see, you know, we're in the 10th month of 2021 and you're seeing 
how far we've we've come. You're seeing just how blatant all this was first is well, I ain't taking this shit. As all the Democratic and even a lot of Republican leaders, oh, I'm not going to take this. And then as, as, as soon as the Biden administration became a thing, after they got inaugurated, immediately they wanted this. They wanted this. Uh, in fact, they wanted people vaccinated immediately. They, they, they had all these people shilling, and they still are. They, they, they had all that money. Ten billion, probably more, but ten billion dollars allocated for this. So you think that again? They you think that is all about this virus, and we got to flatten the curve. It's been, it's October third, twenty twenty one, and still we have not flattened the curve. You know, as they say, uh, the the first. 18 months are the hardest days you know the it's it's always the, the first three months are the hardest you know for for you know to slow the spread and it's like it's ridiculous it's fucking ridiculous and when they are now trying to get your kids to take it you know that they're gonna it's a bridge too far and there are parents now listen, your parents, if you feel, you know, for, first of all, if I was a parent, you know, I don't, got, I don't got any kids. If I was a parent and it's getting to this point, absolutely not. But again, I am not in your position. But I will say this, when the government is reaching, we see all this shit that's going on. This is the reason why that I agree with what. You know, Eric July and a lot of the people have said regarding, you know, peaceful divorce, you know, break up the states, turn them into nation states. You know, because look at this, they, they want your kids to take it. You know, it's going to be the first shot, second shot, third shot, booster shot, second booster shot, third booster shot, you know. And then it's well. First, it's take the shot. You won't be able to go to school. Now, it's take the shot or else you won't be able to travel. Take your shot or else you won't be able to get your paycheck. Take your shot or else you cannot get your your welfare benefits. Or take the shot or else you can't own a firearm. And it's getting to that. And they're using this as a way to get into every facet of of our lives and then it's next oh don't take if you don't take the shot no one in the access you can't you you won't be able to live in your home it's gonna get there and i hope it doesn't get there but people are starting to wake up and who so many people who are waking up are some nba players where is that okay uh carrie irving Becomes NBA's anti-vaccine face, and I'm gonna say this regarding you know the, these terms, all these anti-vax, anti-vaccine. Like a lot of people, 
nowadays it's, it's just like with deplorable just like super spreader all these terms to just demonize uh, conspiracy theory so it's used to demonize uh, uh, a person for having is a different mindset say hey i want to wait things out i want to see how things go i'm not just going to blindly take it due to peer pressure or coercion you know there's a lot of people who don't want to take it that's fine there are people who want to take it and that's fine too but i feel like you gotta have respect for people's privacy you gotta have respect for people's choices you don't have to like it but you gotta respect it and move on but the problem is is once you put the fear in people and there's someone that I know, like on a disc, one of the discourse servers I am in, young kid, he caught COVID. Of course, I'm not going to say his name. He caught COVID, and he's saying, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And he's like 12, 13 years old. Then his father got and said, oh, my dad's going to die. And I'm over here like, oh, my God, like they, they just got these people afraid. When you... Make it to where you have people afraid to not only go out and enjoy life, but afraid to catch something. That's a 99% survival rate. 99.9% survival rate. And it's treatable. But the problem is when you have people in fear, in a constant state of fear, constant uh, state of stress, they're more susceptible to getting ill. They're more susceptible to catching this. And there are a lot of people who, who they catch COVID and they're fine. You know, yet I've yet to catch COVID. And the reason why is because I don't live in fear. I try to minimize my stress and I make sure I'm eating right. I make sure that I get enough sunlight when I'm outside and, you know, I tend to be outside in, in the height of the afternoon so I get my sunlight for you know for the for the day, but there's a lot of people who are just so in fear. So when use when they use these these buzzwords, it's just to prime people up, to get people conditioned to be in the state of fear, and that's why you have these terms anti-vaxxer, you know, anti-vaccine. It's it's just really annoying, and it's I've been hearing all these basketball players just how calm and articulate how how well they articulate their viewpoints, and it's not in a place of fear. It's not a place of ignorance. It's just using a lot of their logic, you know, using their logic, and it's beautiful. It's lovely. Um. But let's read. I'm gonna play a few videos too. But I'm gonna read this article from the Hill. Uh, Kyrie Irving, or Irving, excuse me, becomes NBA's anti-vaccine face. Uh, Brooklyn Nets star uh, Kyrie Irving, NBA champion, seven-time All-Star, has become the face of a vocal minority of prominent NBA stars voicing their hesitancy. Ugh. It's late. 
uh, towards the COVID-19 vaccine. All-star guard who serves as a vice president of the players union that uh, blocked the NBA's effort to impose a vaccine mandate has sparked backlash from health experts and basketball legends by refusing to get vaccinated. And his stance that could cost Irving games and money since New York requires proof of vaccination to attend large indoor events. That rule, that rule includes players performing before fans at Brooklyn's Barclays Center. And it's a shame, too, because there was two wrestling events. And, and there's, there's going to be another one in um, here in, in Long Island. And... I think that has the mandate. You know, you need a vaccine passport. And that sucks because it's been years since I've been to a wrestling event. I think the last one I went to was in 2019. And I was planning to go to one in 2020, but then the pandemic, everything got shut down, dates were moved, and then they brought it back. And vaccine passport. And, you know, it sucks. Let's see, we continue on. And, you know, Barkley Center. You know, that that's Barkley Center, Massacre Garden, Arthur Ashe Stadium that had a uh an AEW event, uh all elite wrestling event, which was very good. Sold on T V. But yeah, it it just sucks. It really does suck. Like you know, like and I'ma say this. The health and there, there are basketball legends, you know, health experts saying that you hear them say, "Oh, you're you're selfish. You got to take." And, and I love this one. You got to take the vaccine so mine can work. And I'm I'm hearing that. And it's like it's so bullshit. <laughs> I hear that. And like so, even though you have a low chance of catching it. If you take the vaccine, fine, but at the same time, you can still catch COVID even if you're vaccinated. So how is getting mine will help yours work when it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't help lower, you know, lower the risk? You know, like, why? And it's just when shit is politicized to this extreme. Last year was race, BLM, all the stuff that 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 was insane. But this takes the cake. This takes the cake in in the, the you know in the you know politicizing area. And just seeing this, how it's just it's basically creating a, a separate class. And seeing that, and there's people who are cheering, like I didn't, like I talked about in the other episode of the Room Prime podcast. People were cheering on as a, a black couple, black family, as to say, were getting kicked out. And I'm just like, this, this is this is the new America, as they say, the new normal. But you know, people will, they, I bet they'll love. You know they'll still clap. They'll they'll love to clap when you know they're being round up, and they thought that they was doing what was right. 
It's like all those um, Nazi soldiers that were on trial in the Nuremberg trials and say, oh, I was just following orders. I was told, you know, just doing what I was told, you know? So I, I was thinking about that. Um, Let's see if I can find that clip. Let's see if I can find that clip here. If not... See, I have it on on my Twitter, which you can follow me on Ruben Prime underscore three. If you want to see some memes, uh, wholesome stuff, and just laughing at all the hypocrisy that the uh, the left uh, loves to, they just love. <laughs> They just love it. Trying. Okay, damn. Okay, I found the the Orlando Magic player. Um, found that. Apologies for not having this this um setup. But I'm gonna play this the clip I just found. Yeah, actually, let's see. We can have if I could find it on my on my phone. Let's see. Okay. Nope. All right, so we'll, we'll play that. Okay, let's play this cut right now. All right. Jonathan, Josh Robbins with The Athletic. Uh, what is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with um, I've, I've had COVID um, in the past, and so our, our understanding of antibodies of natural immunity has uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or with not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, 
Uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. All right. And so elegantly uh, just gave his thoughts. And that is... Uh, uh, Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic, and he said it best. Like he he caught COVID, you know he had COVID, and you know this t- the before the whole thing was antibodies. If you caught COVID, you had antibodies, right? But that seems not to matter because now it's well, you know, you you need to get the vaccine no matter what. And also he mentioned he he is uh is young let's see how old this this cat is let's see let's see how how old this cat is because i I heard he was like i don't know like twenty like he was like in his early twenties. In his early twenties, and as a basketball player, you got to be in tip-top shape. So you will say, "Hey, someone that's young, someone that's athletic, someone that is in the best shape of their life," you will think that they will be in, you know, at less of a risk, and he is. <laughs> he is, but the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter. I'll get it? And he and he absolutely hit the nail on the head with that. You know, let's let's bring that back again. Start start with um, I've, I've had COVID. Um, vaccine would uh, um help if, if if you catch COVID and uh you'll be able to have less symptoms. Um, from contracting it, but with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Right. There you go. His, his, his age group, physical fitness, and the fact that he caught COVID, that's more than proof right there. There's... Enough, there's enough right there to say, okay, he has a good point. He doesn't need it. But nope. And of course, with the Rolling Stone, of course, with the Rolling Stone, um, let's see, the NBA's anti vaxxers are trying to push around, push around the league, and it's working. So this is a fucking smear campaign by by the Rolling Stone. Of course, they just brought and paid for a lot of these publications. A lot of these uh, news outlets are brought and paid for. And that's why you see CNN, their ratings are in the toilet. You see Vox. You see, uh, what's this other one? Um, one with all the all the. Just, uh, it's the tip of my tongue. 
damn, I cannot remember for the life of me, but all, all these publications, uh, BuzzFeed, there we go, BuzzFeed, all of them are laying off uh, staff because no one is, is <laughs> their, their numbers are down. No one wants to get news from these people because all they do is smear, all they do is lie, and they trying to push their agenda. While they're saying at all, oh, the, the NBA's anti-vaxxers are trying to push, uh, push around the league and add their agenda, and it's crazy. So these publications, Brian Pay For, can push an agenda you know the you know the the big corporations you know the media social media the government can push their agenda around to people and that's fine but when someone says wait a minute i don't think people should be forced to take it i don't think that this should be politicized i don't think that you should hate your neighbor just because they're not vaccinated or because they're vaccinated it's suddenly they're pushing around the league. It's insane. It's fucking insane. That's why. <laughs> that, that that's why at the end of the day, you know, common sense will prevail. In the age of just misinformation, while they're telling us that people people that are going about saying, "Hey." You know, think for yourself, you know, pray on it, sleep on it, like Mickey Minaj said. And automatically she's labeled as an extremist. She's, you know, demonized just for just having an opinion, having free thought. You know, when is you say what we want you to say, you don't go around being a free thinker and doing a bunch of thinking because we don't pay you to do that. And that's the case of Mickey Minaj. We pay you to be an entertainer, to shuck and drive, you know, to, to shake your behind. We don't pay you to, to think. And, you know, that's where we're at. You know? And people around New York City, speaking of New York City, where um, uh, Kyrie Irving... Uh, plays he he plays for the you know for the Brooklyn the Brooklyn Nuts here in Brooklyn New York New York City restaurants suffer forty to sixty percent loss uh, losses under De Blasio's vaccine mandate New York City rest, restaurateurs are speaking out against the city's proof of vaccine requirements for in person dining which has disadvantaged local businesses and of course. Because the whole thing is you comply or you die. You do as we say or else you won't be able to enjoy the things that we were able to enjoy beforehand. And then it's going to get worse. Don't do this or else we won't be able to get you know, your groceries. Don't do this or else you won't be able to have a job, which they're firing nurses. But, you know, we're in a pandemic. So why are you firing nurses? But we already know why. Because, of course, they want to nationalize everything. They want to bring in a National Guard for, for a lot of things. And letting you know, hey, you're replaceable. Hey, you you don't matter. Even though last year you were you know, on the front lines working with, with, with COVID patients in these packed hospitals when there was no vaccine. 
but it, it's it's fine. It's all good. It's just, and it keeps circling back to this. They don't fucking care. You you were useful politically for the agenda. Just like BLM was useful, they get they were given free reign to burn, loot, murder, and and just tear shit up. And look what happened now. Now, the vaccine mandates are a thing in here, here in New York and other places, especially New York. And now it's, oh, shit, this is bad because it's crazy. It's crazy. People were for the same people that were against. These same people that were that were for. Uh, governments and that were for government uh, power, increased government power, increased government spending, and government being in our lives are now the same as I'm saying. The governments are reaching too far. It, it's lovely. It's so lovely how things turn out. So, again, they politicize COVID, they politicize uh, race, they politicize. Uh, color they politicize everything now they politicize in this job so the nurses they use up the, the nurses and the medical first responders that we all they'll use them up they'll, they'll keep going back to their favorite group of people black people because at a drop of a dime they can just be used they can be activated they could go do fuck shit and once they're done, they 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 go back. They'll be put, you know, they'll be put back to sleep, and then when they're needed to be awakened again, they'll be on the ready. But even now, people are saying, "Wait a minute! Like, what? what look at this, you know?" And people are realizing, like, "Hey, maybe it's not about race." Maybe it's not about color after all. It's about just people just having, you know, liberty, freedom, having the right to choose, you know, to be left alone and, and make their own decisions. Because they had us, they love the, the, these people and, and, and government and mainstream media. They love fear. They love us fighting with each other. They just love Fear. They love chaos. They love when we're all infighting. They love it when we're all just going about these petty things, these petty issues. When it's us versus them. But they, yeah, they put Christian versus Muslims. They they have us fighting, you know, about color, about race, about money, about all these things. Which some. One of those are important, but at the end of the day, they use things that matter to have us fighting with each other, and then they use things that don't matter and have us fighting with each other. Trivial things and things that on paper mean well, they're politicized, they're weaponized, and now we're seeing... Uh, New York City restaurants, restaurateurs, excuse me, are speaking out against the city's proof of vaccine requirements for in-person dining. 
which has disadvantaged local businesses. Quote, we don't have any, we don't have the money to survive without the help of our landlord, who has been very supportive and has been giving us breaks on the rent. But without our landlord, we will not be in business, commented a girl. Uh, Burke, the owner of an Irish pub and restaurant in the Times Square area. And the Times Square area is, ooh, it's expensive. Like, New York City is expensive as is for rent. But in Times Square, yeah. Let's see. Our business is definitely down 50. I'm going to say... I'm going to stay 60%. I'm going to save 60%. There's no people coming to our restaurants. They have a fear of being asked for vaccines, continue Burke, adding that many potential customers blame his business instead of the government for vaccine mandates, according to Epoch Times. Uh, Again, uh, they're being refused, and they get resentment against us. They don't get that it's a resentment against the Bill de Blasio or Biden or whoever is mandating us to check for this. It comes as a personal rejection. Um, and again, this is all quotes from from Burke, uh, this restaurant owner. Uh, we don't want this mandate and we want nothing to do with this. I mean, how is it fair in New York City that the trains are jammed with people with a silly <laughs> with a silly mask on, they're not being mandated to show anything. Not yet anyway. And yet they're coming against the heart of the city. We're the ones that are trying to keep twenty people employed here and we're going out of business if this continues, is going to force us to shut our doors, concluded Burke. And to to end on this Um to end on this, like this whole this whole response to this pandemic and the reason why I say pandemic because you realize in 2020 which is last year with all these all this stimulus that were given to the people and then people went and brought things from Target from Walmart from Amazon all these big box stores you realize that there was so much wealth accumulated, so much money that was printed in 2020 alone. And a lot of these businesses made record profits. And it was a, 2020 was the largest, uh, I say this, 2020 was the year where the most wealth was redistributed. And businesses were shut down. A lot of them didn't come back. There was a place that I went to before the lockdowns. Good, good place. They they had good fa, and I wanted to go there again. And unfortunately, that place shut down in Chinatown. And of course, a lot. That's the fate that a lot of businesses had. You know. So the whole point was this was to redistribute wealth to make these companies even richer and people poor. How you do that? Oh, stay home, collect the unemployment check. You don't have to go to work, stay home. 
you know, you're on top of your your uh, base unemployment benefits, you'll get $600 a week. So people are making way more staying home than they were doing working. So then what happens? Workforce that gets depleted. People don't want to go back to work because they're getting, they were getting $600. Then after that, $300. Now the unemployment benefits run out. Then you, you still have, well, now I say you have all these companies that are trying to open up, that are trying to have uh, spots filled. And it's okay, things are going back to normal. Uh, you know, things are opening up again. And then it was like, nope, vaccine passport. You will you will set this up or else you won't be able to be in business. And look, these companies, these, these businesses, local businesses, they're starving. Because people don't want to go in and be harassed, say, oh, you, you got you to gotta show us that you're vaccinated. It's crazy. So all this is doing, everything that's been going on since 2020 was just a way to destroy the middle class. Point blank, period. It's destroy the middle class. And there's people saying, well, you know, uh, I, I got my vaccine. And listen, you get your vaccine, that's cool. But there's people who don't want to take it. That's fine. And there's people that are saying, listen, it's not worth it. And and these restaurants, these businesses, no. Let's listen. We don't wanna. We don't wanna ask for vaccines. We don't care. We just want people to come in, enjoy our our establishment, to you know have drinks, to have food, enjoy your time. We don't want to ask that, but they're forced to. And this is why, when you have big government, this is what happens. When you have big government. You have these these passports, these vaccine passports. When you have government, you'll have this this asshat Newsom making uh, this this COVID shot um, mandatory for all kids. First, it's going to be seven through twelve. Then it's going to be K through twelve. Uh, next by January 2022. That's that's what happens when you have big government. That's what happens when you have big government. It's not all they're going to make things better because we tried it their way. It ain't working. We tried it their way and things got worse. We tried it their way and you see the result. And this is why I'm in agreement with a lot of people in the libertarian aspect that we should go about peaceful divorce. And for those who say, well, but, you know, China, I see more, more, uh, more government overreach from our own government than China. Yet China, they're buying up uh, infrastructure they're, you know, they're buying up companies, they're buying up Hollywood, they're buying up a lot of these things, you know, and, and they have, they do have a role to play, but it's 
we have more issues with our overreaching government. And that's facts. You know, that is not up for debate. For debate. And there's people over here worrying about China. And yeah, there's reasons to worry about China, but not for what, not for the reasons you think. And it just, it just pisses me off because it's the same people that will say the government is corrupt, police is corrupt, they don't care about us. And the same, the same breath, they will say, yeah, we need, we need a mandate. We need a mandate these shots for, for everyone, for everything. They, if they, they don't have the job, they can't get health care. They can't get food. They can't get their paycheck. And these people want this. This is what happens when you have big government. This is, this is what happens when you, when the environment that that's set, this is the climate that we're in. You know, there's no reason with these people. What we got to do is just break up peacefully. Because they tr- we tried it their way, shit ain't working. It's gotten worse. And when you're trying to mandate shot for these shots for kids, you're down a slippery slope. It's not gonna get any better. And soon they're gonna say, "Well, you don't got the job. You're not gonna own any firearms." It's coming. Believe you me, it's coming. At at the end of the day, this whole thing. It, it, it's it's just manufactured, and I mean by that is the response. It's just like people they just want to nitpick, they just don't want to leave things alone, they just want to go by. You know, it's rather they just want to. They just instead of just leaving things be, they just want to interfere. They just want to nitpick. They want to. Just nag and nag and nag. What sometimes you gotta do is just get out the way. Leave things be. If people wanna take the shot, they take the shot. Don't mandate it. You know? And if we, if, and uh, listen, people, people are waking up to what's going on. And I hope it's not too late. It's, you know, I don't want to talk about all doom and gloom here, but it's, I hope it's not too late. People are waking up. But we tried it their way. We cannot fix this garment. It's just, you have a whole bunch of ass hats, old and young, who are there. And not one person can go in there and change it because it's both sides, the Democrats, Republicans, just pieces of shit. They're full of shit. You cannot fix the problems from within. Go within and expect to fix the problems. You gotta just break up these 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 states into nation states, or just break up the country into into four or five, you know, smaller nation states. Because shit ain't working, you know. But they want us. All fighting with each other, they they want this this intact because that way they have power over us. And when you have a, a big government overreaching, that's what you're gonna get. 
you know, but um, just to end it here, um, just I just hope that things got better. As they say, things got worse before they got better, but I really do hope that things got better. I really do. So, that being said, let's let's put that intro. That intro. With that being said, I've been Ruben Prime. It's been it's been wild, it's been fun, but I'm gonna hit the hay. Um this will be out like in a day or so. Late, super late, but that being said, I'll see you next week. I'm gonna try to do like two episodes cause just to make up. But yeah, I'm Room Prime and I'm out. Peace. Committing the most heinous atrocities against humanity. Everyone turning a blind eye. Blood is fucking pig. Enjoying life. Living a fucking lie. All we have is us. We must all fight to survive. Fight to stay alive. Ignite the all spark. From start to the very end. Oblivion awaits. Civilians trapped in a never ending rat race. None of it makes any sense. They got you out of shape. Outwinded. Out of breath. Defenseless. Helpless. Begging for a handout. Natural resources depleting. All about to run out. Time is ticking. As the plot thickens, corrupt politicians feed the masses shit sandwiches. They're eating it up, gobbling it up, loving it. It's unbelievable how real the technology is.